0: This episode of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast is brought to you by UBCP ACTRA, a.k.a. the Union of British Columbia Performers. UBCP is an autonomous branch of the Alliance of Canadian Cinema, Television and Radio Artists, the national organization of professional performers working in the English language recorded media in Canada. For more information about UBCP ACTRA, visit ubcpactra.ca.
1: This episode was sponsored in part by listeners like you. Join our Patreon community and receive early
0: access to episodes, bonus content, stickers, buttons, and more. Visit www.patreon.com slash YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Where we pull back the curtain and expose the beating heart of the Vancouver film and television industry. And stage.
1: A- and <laughs> stage. All of
0: it. All of it. <laughs> Namely the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work. Capital T. Capital W. I'm Sabrina Ronnie Furminger, and today... Today I am delighted to welcome Marcy T. House back to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Yay! I love all this. <laughs> I love we have a studio audience today with Marcy and BB and I will tell everybody who BB is in a moment. So it has been three years since we last had the phenomenally talented Marcy T. House in the YVR Screen Scene Podcast Hot Seat. Mm-hmm. 2020. Oh, wow. It feels like it was just yesterday and also 100 years yes. ago. How is that possible? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but it is. Back then, we went full origin story. Uh-huh. We spoke about her then upcoming role in Julian the Phantoms. Mm. We talked about hashtag COVID life, stage acting versus screen acting versus architecture, the many ways CBC's Strange Empire was ahead of its time, and why she stays in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Since then, Marcy has been busy in an array of projects spanning genre and mediums, but always bringing that special je ne sais quoi that makes it a Marcy Tea House role. She lit up the stage in Harlem Duet, a performance that critics called stellar and superb. Those, that's in bold, big letters, <laughs> stellar and superb. And in the critically acclaimed and absolutely thrilling eight-part series, The Devil in Ohio, she played Adele, Suzanne's co-worker, who'd heard a few things about the darkness hiding in Amon County. She had a fantastic role in Tribal as Victoria, a task force leader who does a little bit of sparring with Brian Markinson's book. We saw her as a doctor on the mainland who's confronted with a medical mystery in Mike Flanagan's Midnight Mass and as Charlotte Beans mama in <laughs> Ivy and Bean. More recently, she's been helming Monster High as headmistress Bloodgood, sporting a killer costume as she struts on those gorgeous sets. Mm-hmm. And she had a powerful role in Rukia Bernard's poignant short film, Meditation for Black Women, which was created as part of the bonkers film competition, Crazy mm-hmm. uh, in the film, uh, for black women with seemingly unrelated lives meditate on race and how the love of their identity saves a young black boy. Marcy also has a puppy Mm. named Bibi, a small French bulldog with his own Instagram account. Bibi le French bulldog. And uh, Bibi's with us today. And listeners know I'm always so happy when we have a puppy in the studio. Um, Marcy's mom moved up from the States. Marcy has been traveling for red carpets. I'm sure she's adopted new plants. I don't know that for sure. (laughs) But I'm sure. I know she's moved from kits. Let's find out what else has been okay. <laughs> going on. There's a lot. Marcy
1: T. House. Welcome back to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Oh, man. It's so great to be back and great to be back in here. I just love your office. Every time I come in here,
0: it's like, oh. It's got, I mean, yes, it has toys. Yeah. It has lots of artwork. It has all the fun stuff. But today, I do want to talk about the most fun stuff mm. in my office, which <laughs> is Bibi, Whee! le French bulldog. Whee! And everybody, go to go to my Instagram to see a photo of Bibi that I will absolutely take at the end of this uh, interview. Bibi's got a little little vest on. T- tell me about Bibi. Who is
1: Bibi? Bibi is awesome. He's my new first son. Yeah. You know, he was born September 13th, so he's almost <gasps> eight months. Oh, and and he's just awesome. You know, we were um, uh, trying to decide. Like, I, I moved my mom here a year ago, January. I had some. Uh, you know some bit of family tragedy throughout the, the the pandemic and as a result um i in i chose to move my mom here i ended up losing both my siblings and my sister had been my our mother's uh caregiver and uh and so when she, when we lost her then i had a choice either bring my mom here or put her in a home and you know s- saying Ooh. that we see how the our seniors were treated in the homes all over everywhere you know this pandemic did not spare them in any capacity and so i said i'm not putting my mom in a home not now anyway and so she's been here with me um back and forth uh since january a little little over a year at this point a year and i don't know five months give or take and so uh we when when i brought her here um we had to leave her cat you know in chicago and so i said well you know i've been seriously considering um uh, adoption of a a child (laughs) but then with all the kind of tragedy and then my mom and and all of that i said well you know how about a dog you know i hadn't had a Mm. dog in a long time since even before i moved to canada my last dog minerva was a cocker spaniel and unfortunately she was stolen when i lived in los angeles and so oh awful yeah. and so my heart was so broken i literally had her i got her when i was in college in undergrad and so i had her since she was a wee wee puppy and she traveled all over north america with me we lived everywhere chicago toledo ohio charlotte north carolina ruston louisiana los angeles we, like we lived everywhere yeah wow. she she was with me on my internships when i was in university and then when i was in los angeles i was wanting to travel And so i was leaving for about six weeks and i trusted my dog with someone that i should have known better Mm. and when i got back i no longer had a dog so that's a
0: so it's hard and so it's hard to
1: like it was hard to adopt another another dog. like i didn't want another dog i'm like i want another dog i want my dog you know i want that dog like that dog was my dog and she was so smart and we had such a great relationship and she was just a great dog and and i could literally talk to her like a human being she was i could She knew things I know I never trained her to do. Like she was just really smart. So it took a long time to get over that. And so, like I said, I I, I hadn't really considered it. And so I, but I said, okay, let's, let's try a dog now. Maybe I'm ready. And so I was shooting, um, uh, uh, Mow last year at the end of last year, uh, Mary J. Blige uh, is producing now, and so uh, one of her first pro- her production company's first project is a project called Real Love, uh, which I'm in and uh, and I play. I can
0: with- actually when you said Real Love, I. What I hear is Real Mary, love. yeah, I hear Mary exactly. J. Exactly, that's what you hear. You don't even hear the title, you know?
1: And so even when I booked it, I, and I was like, Mary J. Blige is producing Real Love. Really? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like okay. So it was kind of yes, hilarious. And so, uh, but from that project, um, the the key uh, hair and makeup, the key hair, I think, um, this woman named Shelly, a local woman. And um, she has his father. And he was oh. in the hair and makeup trailer and talk about the cutest dog and sweetest dog you've ever seen in your yeah. entire life. And just this gorgeous, gorgeous coat, like a seal. Like I'd never seen a dog with this color coat. Yeah. And I'm like, Shelly, I mean, and he just sat in my lap the whole time while I was going through hair and makeup. And I'm like, Shelly, I'm in love with your dog. And he goes, she was like, oh, really? Well, he just had puppies. he just had six puppies four boys two girls there's a boy and a girl with his exact same coloring and exact same like temperament super sweet and so the rest is history and that's how we got bb and and he is. He's just that dog. He's the super sweetest dog. And he's yeah. a big, big, big cuddler. And you know, and, and I'm sorry,
0: I really feel because I, I feel like if I don't talk about this part mm-hmm. that my less my listeners are not gonna get a full like air okay. screen scene okay. podcast experience. But before we started recording, we were also talking about um one of uh of how do I put this? BB's big issues right now? Mm-hmm. Ways that he shows um Affection. mm -hmm. He's humping. He humps everything. He's he's a humper. (laughs) He's a humper. He
1: is a humper. We've got several of his. humping apparatus at home, little cushions that he likes. And he oftentimes will take the cushion for privacy in a darker part of the house and go hump it. And kind of, I respect that. I, like, I'm not mad. You yeah. know, I'm letting him be himself, whatever, yeah. whatever works for him. You know, if he needs privacy or if he chooses to do it right there, that's fine.
0: You yeah. know, as long
1: as he's happy <laughs> and healthy. And so he has his little humps. And so we just got him, um... A, uh, a hedgehog, this stuffed hedgehog that's of almost the size that he is. And that's his new humpy. And and he humps it and it makes this <laughs> and he loves it. And so he loves how to do it. He pushes his head in it so it'll make the sound and then they get to business.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, it's called a, you've called it a humpy? Like the hum, humping apparatuses are, uh, are humpies. Humpies. Well, is that well, thing? I've never guessed I've never had Well, they, We dogs. actually
1: call them cush. This is my first male dog yeah. in a long time, like literally since I was a child. Like yeah. I grew up with dogs, mostly girl dogs. So this is the first male dog I've had in a very long time. And we're still kind of on the fence about fixing him, getting him neutered, you know? I, I just, I don't want to cut him, yeah. you know? And so, but he's getting, you know, a little humpy with little his, humpy. his little park friends. Yeah. And so that might be in the cards for him. We, he just, he literally just started school this week on Saturday. And so we're gonna see how he is in the next he is so sweet. like he is- six is six classes, and right, Beebe. Hey, Beebe, you take Papa? I just hey, I'm
0: literally yeah. taking a photo okay. right now because um, he's he he's actually kind of looking away from me right now with like a little bit of a grumpy expression on his face. Because maybe he knows that we're talking about. Um- he hates cameras.
1: He hates cameras. Oh, and he can't stand smartphones. Oh. like he, it's like he understands that. If your attention's on that thing in your hand, then you're not paying attention to me.
0: Wow. And so if
1: if I'm on my smartphone, he'll start barking at me. He'll come and knock it out my hand. Like he cannot stand the smartphones. He's he's like, no, 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 this is our time. And you put that thing down. I let you play with that all morning while that thing you call work you did. But now it's time for you to put that down and, and focus on me.
0: I on right, and honestly baby?
1: I respect your mm-hmm. point of
0: view BB. Um I'm also thinking if I've tried is. to remember on his Instagram account if I've seen photos of the hedgehog at all and um not, now not I'm just going to know because it's
1: newer. <laughs> it's we just yeah. got that one form we just had just Are you missing Humpy? It's okay. <laughs> okay 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 baby we won't
0: we're, we won't talk about it anymore okay. we won't talk about it sad. anymore um but i'm i feel <laughs> very hashtag blessed to to have bb here today is she okay can i talk can i talk to your mama thank you very much thank you very much marcy mm-hmm, yes Let's talk about uh, capital T, capital W, the work. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, your dog is so precious. Mm-hmm. Uh. oh, and, and Marcy did say this is BB's first time coming to work. It's his
1: first interview, it's his first time coming to work, yeah. which is, you know, one reason why he's in school, obedience school now, so that we can take him to work, right? You know, um it's it's like it's it's nice, you know, especially I'm fortunate enough to to have the kind of job where I can take him to work and just leave him in the trailer. But at this point he's just a little too young and not quite disciplined enough. I don't want to come back and my trailer looks like a tornado has been in there or something yeah, yeah. like that or or you or just, don't know what's been humped or what's been humped uh yeah. and and or or even just him howling or crying because I'm I'm on set and he's still in the trailer you yeah. know and so so in the meantime so we're just gonna figure it out so because he's gonna go to school so he'd be a, a nice young gentleman
0: My oh baby? and he will be he mm-hmm. will be hmm so I just, I don't know. He's just, he's changing the energy today.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, like, I didn't know we were going to talk about, you know, humpy hedgehogs and stuff well, humpy on today's talk. you know
1: what, well, he's, like, he's, he's a growing boy. Yeah. And he's got needs, as we all do. Yeah. You know, and we try best not to make him feel ashamed or anything so he can do it and feel comfortable until he doesn't need it. Like yeah.
0: He, oh, he my goodness. Cool. Okay. I'll try to, I'm going to try to be serious now. <laughs> Which is hard because I want to talk like this. Okay. Marcy. Yes, yes. The last three years. Yes. Which really, I, I'm using that as a time because that's, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah, not just yeah. the pandemic, but it's also the last time that mm-hmm. that I that you were in the hot seat. Mm-hmm. What kind of changes have you seen observed within yourself as an actor, you know? Have, have there been any changes at all, you know, with how you relate to your work or how you relate to this industry?
1: um i feel like the last three years was just so much of a, a strange time and such a world when i'll be honest with this is 23 so 22 20 2020 2021 were two of the busiest years of my career Yeah, like i've worked so much oftentimes being double and sometimes triple booked two shows in one day like a 6 a.m call here and gotta be wrapped by noon or one o'clock to to another project. You've done
0: that in the same day? Oh yeah,
1: several times, several times, you know? And so, you know, it was this amazing, you know, I call it the perfect storm. My ego would love to believe Hmm. that it's just me. At the same time, I'm not crazy, and I understand business. You know, the pandemic was going on, the border issues. A lot of actors didn't want to travel. They didn't want to leave their family. They didn't want to get on planes. You know, that created a bit, of, a bit, a bit of a a boom for us actors up here in Vancouver. Mm. And so, a lot of us experienced some of the most um, successful or or booking ratio, best booking ratios, possibly of our career in in the in that 2020. 2021 year. Yeah. Uh and I'm I'm grateful for it especially in a time where so many people weren't working and you know and I you know we had our wonderful um uh, Justin Trudeau uh to take care of us with our own stimulus you know which really helped a lot of people out. So during that time, you know, the work was just I was happy to work because I know so many people weren't working you know but at the same time you know it was it was a a scary time you know just because you didn't know what was really happening in the world and you know could you trust your government could you trust your you know so all I could do was just focus on the work and getting, um, you know, trying to keep the people in my family in my life, you know, keep a hand on them. What's going on? Or how are you handling? Oh, you got COVID again, you know. So it was this strange kind of, you know, intense time. Where the work just became, I was grateful for it because I needed something else, you know, something to do, you know, because so much of our lives were just shut down. Uh, But the work, I I feel like I did some of my best work in that time. Um, Well, it's like, you know, BB, you don't think so? (laughs) <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, because it's before
0: BB was, it was here. Before
1: you, it was before you, nothing. Nothing was better before you, right? Yeah, no, you've and, made uh,
0: everything better,
1: BB. Oh. And uh, and so you know, I think about you know doing my my first playback after um, the pen you know, after all the the theaters shut down, I hate saying after the pandemic, because technically we're still in it. We're not, it's not done. You know, even though The Who is, say it's not a a pandemic anymore, but even still, we're we're still in it. People are still dying from COVID. People are still, um, I still carry my masks around and I still still mask up, you know? Uh, And so, um, you know, I think about, you know, doing Harlem Duet at, at, uh, at Bard uh, last season, you know, which is definitely the most difficult role I've ever, you know, I, I remember accepting the role before I really, like sometimes I'll read a script and I'm not reading it for my character. I'm just reading the script, mm-hmm. you know, just as almost like just reading a book and I'm reading it and I'll just felt like, wow, wow, wow. I didn't expect, you know, the talk, the changes and the turns that, that happened in it. And so then I'm like, oh, okay, I, I like this story. Yeah, I'll take it. Then I come back. Oh, I, sh- I guess I should read it for my part, From your POV. You yeah. know, and then I go back in, and I was like, "What have I signed up for? Mm. Oh my God, what have I signed up for?" And was completely terrified. I mean, to the point of trying to get out of it. Like, maybe I should tell him I have COVID, or maybe I just like I was so frightened. It was so so much. You That's know? a good sign. Too, and and, and it is a good sign. It is a good sign. You know, and um, and uh, and also knowing that this was the first time that Bard on the beach would be tackling, you know, race in this in this fashion, you know, first black playwright, yeah. first black female director, uh, first black cast, you know, and so, you know, I had a lot of that going on. But, um, it, it, you know, it's just all those things that just make you reach deeper into yourself. Uh, and to try and find out, you know, instead of always looking for what's the differences, how about what are the similarities, you yeah. know, and and but all of that, I um, I got to do Monster High, you know, which people don't, you know, they go, oh, that's what? like I I love working with kids. A yeah. lot of actors don't. I love working with kids. I love working with animals. It doesn't matter to me. You know, I mean, I, hashtag Marcy
0: loves the babies. Marcy
1: loves the babies. And I really do. So um Monster High came about um, right after Ivy and Bean. Mm -hmm. Right after we, 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 um, you wanna say something? (laughs) <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> right after we re-wrapped uh those three films and then monster high went right after that and um and I didn't really know what to expect like I don't I don't have children so I don't really watch animation I don't know anything about the dolls I didn't know really I like I'd heard of them I have nieces and nephews so I, heard it's of so them. funny
0: because I mm. have I have a I have a daughter um they're 12 now mm-hmm. but like that monster high like hit right when mm. you know mari was that perfect day Okay, so I okay. watch all the animated stuff. I know the song. We had all the dolls, you know, M O N S T E R. So like you had like uh, Mistress Bl- or Headmistress Bloodgood. I knew exactly who that was. I had I'm no. So
1: happy for you when I saw that you were cast in that. I had no idea, and and they encouraged us not to go you know, looking through the animation and the dolls and all that kind of stuff to kind of really make it your own, which for me is good. You know, I'm like, I don't really want to go replicate something or copy something. And so, you know, other than just looking at some images of who she was, because like I said, I didn't really know the series. And so, but the writing was so interesting and the character was so quirky, you know? And so I was like, oh, I love this, you know, but what I loved most about is the headmistress loves the babies. Like underneath all of it, she loves her students you yeah. know, and she believes in them and, and she's open and she's progressive, you know, and, and all of those things. And so it was so many things about her that I could relate to. And then just our director, Todd Holland, is just a directing genius. Like yeah. really and really he's we have the same birthday. He's my birthday twin. And so but oh, just well, there you go. one of the like You know, I've been fortunate enough to really work with a lot of really, well, just a ton of directors, some good, some bad. And he's definitely, you know, of all the ones I've been fortunate enough to work with, definitely in my top three, as just one of the most prepared, Mm. you know, knows every inch of that script. It's already... In his mind every scene every shot every edit he already is he's already there yeah you know and when you're in such capable hands and to see how he works you know with the rest of the cast this you know beautifully young cast you know that are in the hours that we pulled you know and to to watch him on this set i mean and we pulled crazy hours with yeah. all the makeup uh, that you have to do. I mean, we would have. It's about
0: monsters, like so. People who aren't aware, it's like this <laughs> high school where all these different monsters, monsters you know, like, I- <laughs> li- like literally, like it's not just like they're monsters. <laughs> no, they're monsters. They're monsters. Very yeah. fashionable, True. exactly. You know, <laughs> dealing with teenage stuff as well, exactly. But they are monsters, monsters. you
1: know, like Frankenstein, and- exactly. Frankenstein and, um, and 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 Draculaura yeah. and uh, Claudine, Claudine, you know, and, and and all of them, you know. <laughs> do you have a favorite and, monster well I- <laughs> besides yourself <laughs> my my favorite mon. Well, you know I love them all, and I don't want to play favorites, but I just I love I love Frankenstein because I yeah. love Frankenstein's mind, yeah. you know, and that and Frankenstein knows so much. But I love you know Claudine's heart, you know, and and I love you know Dracula kind of big sister. I'm tough, but really not, you know. Mm. I mean, and all of even the guys, you know, Heath, you know, is awesome, and and and, and so is uh, Case Walker, who plays a, another monster. So I I, I really love my past you know which is awesome you know it's okay papa what you doing huh you want to talk you know (laughs) (laughs) and uh and so it's every day is a pleasure but at the same time you know Three a.m., four a.m. Call times, you know, and and that's hours before you even gonna say your first word. Like and that's because or, you need to have because 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 it takes that much time to do all the makeup for all these. Like if you look, look at some of the days where or, or some of the scenes where you see there's tons of choreography and, and 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 everyone's in that scene, those are hard hard days. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Those are hard, hard days, you know, where everyone's got to be there. You got your full special effects, your full, I mean, even myself, who I'm, honestly, of all the monsters, I have some of the least amount of makeup, you know, because really, it's just my prosthetic here, and my yeah. special effects here, um, and- um, <laughs> Here being
0: on the- On the on, on the, on the neck, neck, you know,
1: because yeah. f- my head comes off. But, and that's about three hours of makeup. Wow. You know, and so, but I'm the least. Do you feel
0: a change when when- y- you have that prosthetic like applied or when you have the hair and makeup or incredible costume because I know I don't know if we talked about Mm -hmm. this last episode but when you were on Motherland Mm -hmm. you had this beautiful costume and you were so powerful you know does that like does that how does that impact your performance well you know, it's
1: everything it's it's like to me it's it's one of the foundational pieces of character development yeah. is your costume you know when you have a costume like that that informs you so much you know when you've got these amazing you know tailored you know beautiful costumes but the wig and the hair and the prosthetic you know you walk in you know in my onesie and and, and, you know it it, oh yeah Marcy's wearing a onesie today which i respect i'm also i'm wearing my (laughs) pajama
0: shirt so i'm like what does it say about me that like where i like i i is it I'm dressing down to do my work because I want to feel comfortable or something? L- literally, like, this is know. how I go to work. every day. I've got a whole collection of these, and this is how I go to work. It's very and fat. It has it has
1: beautiful f- plants and flowers, all and birds on well, it. It on started it. off, like, I, I'd had a couple of onesies, but it, it really started off, with with Monster High was in and I remember I think I was going in for a an hair and makeup test and I and a prosthetic test and I and I had a onesie I might have actually had this onesie on yeah and it was just by accident I wasn't it wasn't anything that I planned and I get there and the reality of it is when you go to work in the morning you get to your trailer your costume is in there but you still got to go through hair and makeup mm. so what I do is I I stay in my own clothes in hair and makeup. You know, and because they've got a a cape around you, or there's some type of uh, makeup shirt they'll give you, so you know you don't have to worry about that. But I definitely don't want it on my costume, Mm. you know. And so what I do is in a onesie, I can just zip out of it, as opposed to trying to pull something over my head, you know. And so then that became this thing of oh this is perfect for this especially this when putting on the prosthetic and, yeah and all of that and so it just made it an easier thing and so now it just became kind of my go-to-work costume now i do have to
0: ask you this because I, <laughs> I know that you are somebody who um when you like something you really like i and mm-hmm. i'm saying this knowing about that you have like 40 something plants okay <laughs> so <laughs> you discover that you really like onesies yeah yes how many do you have now <laughs>
1: Overtake. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got winter onesies that I love to like go snowshoeing in or they're more wintry, you know, and then I've got these, which are more spring, summer, yeah. you know, a little lighter, you know. And
0: I know that some people have said that, like, you know, one of the one of the things that they miss from the before times, mm-hmm. capital B, capital I call T. it
1: BC. Yeah. Before, they, yeah, <laughs> the be- <laughs> before COVID. The from new BC. <laughs> BC. The new BC. And BC.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> too, too many acronyms. Okay. Um, you know, is, is going to auditions, being in, you know, in a waiting room, talking to people, you know, because now in the age of self-tapes, like there are a lot mm-hmm. of issues surrounding that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. You that's, know, that's
1: quite the issue, right? Quite now. <laughs> the issue,
0: you know, right now. But, you know, like, what do you think that, like, we're losing,
1: especially if you've never been in a room, you know, you, you don't even know what it is that you're missing. Mm. You know, um, you, you don't know that energy. You don't know the energy of, of walking in a room and nobody's paying attention to you. Hmm. You know, and, but what you learn from that. Yeah. You know, or, or everyone's paying attention to or to be in a room where the casting director is obviously rooting for you. Yeah. Or even the director's rooting what, what that does to you. But it also that also allows for that first bit of performance of that piece. OK, so that gets that first performance anxiety out of you. Then you get your callback, right? your producer director session. Then here you get to perform it again. So by the time you book that job and you've made it to set, you you you, you understand the character, you understand the piece, you got a bit of your performance anxiety out of the way, right, you know, but now you don't. and it's like so now it's a lot of times you show up on set and the very first time you're performing it is in front of that camera. Hmm. And that I've, I've had bad experiences in this time. So you you get that performance anxiety out the way, and so by the time you hit the set, you're ready to go. Mm. I know in this this new experience of of not literally, sometimes not even meeting the director until now you book the job, Mm. it's it's already stressful enough. It's not your show. You gotta fit into this already moving wheel. You know and feel comfortable blah, blah. it's hard enough being a guest spot yeah but now you're a guest spot for a director you've met, never met you know material they rarely you know you don't get the script until after you book the job how quickly is that gonna go and I just find that oftentimes it just makes it a harder performance a harder thing for actors to do in my opinion mm. um, with with this inability to, to to connect with anyone until you're on set. Yeah. You know? And it's like and, and I don't feel that it's fair. That's the cost. I was I was just in, I was down in LA a couple of months ago for the um Kids Choice Awards with Monster High, we got nominated.
0: I Yeah. <laughs> I loved every single photo of you. Oh. You you looked so beautiful and powerful. Oh, and yeah. I, I Yes, I yeah. I saw. Uh, it was
1: I uh, liked all of those photos on was, all the socials. It was it was a, it was I'd never done an award show. I and went, the
0: Kids <laughs> Choice Awards of anyone, like that oh. must be like the most fun. It,
1: it was and it was it was, fun. it was so it was so many kids there. I was like, oh my god, is this a super spreader event? So, <laughs> you know, like, I was a little a little paranoid. Like I was fortunate enough when we had our Ivy be- Ivy and Bean premiere. I myself had just gotten over COVID. Mm. My niece had come to visit and she had brought COVID. So that was my unfortunate right. run in with COVID. But what that allowed for, the timing could, was impeccable because yeah. it allowed me to go down there and have a blast and not have to worry about COVID because I just gotten over it myself. So I had my little immune time for a little bit. Mm. So, but this time I wasn't, you know, and I was a little a little paranoid, you know? But while I was there, I had a meeting uh, with the head of casting for a particular studio and we got into the conversation and, it, and the conversation just kind of let me know how unconnected the suits in the studios are to, to the reality of what we do. Mm. And because she said, well, oh, I heard, you know, $150, you know, uh, it, you can get the whole tripod and, the, and the, the, the light, you know, the ring light and all that kind of stuff. It's just $150. I said, why is that my responsibility? Mm. I said, I'm not a director. I'm not a cinematographer, I'm not an editor. I said, now you're asking me to be all those things and that's not my responsibility. Yeah. You are past, I said, how long have you worked here? And she's like, oh, I've been here, I think she said 13 years. I said, in 13 years, how many times have you had to interview for a job? I said, cause an audition is just an interview. Yeah. How many times have you had to audition? I said, none, because you have a job. I said, our job is literally interviewing. Now we've gotta pay. I said, how many times have you ever paid to audition for, i mean to, to for a job interview you've never in your entire life paid for a job interviews so now you're asking actors to pay it's just and then she'll say well well you don't have to you can do it yourself i said that's what you say but that's not the truth of the matter because yeah. now we're being not only judged by our talent but also the quality of our tapes yeah i said and, and it's unconscious bias i'm like i said i don't i know you don't in- it's not intentional. We can't help. You can't tell me that an actor that just spent a thousand dollars shooting this audition like uh, a short film yeah. isn't gonna. More people aren't gonna. Your eyes just naturally drawn to that. Yeah. You know. I said so. Not that casting has ever been fair. It's even more unfair now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And plus, you're also you're not getting any feedback you're not getting
1: any feedback you, know, you don't even know you don't it, know if even, they've watched you don't it. even know if they're watching like they oh yeah. we're watching everyone i'm like no you know it's so interesting because i just had breakfast with a, a very you know high level entertainment attorney and he said you know he, he said yeah casting directors say that he said but what we've been doing on our tapes is we put uh, some kind of something in the tape to, sh- to let us know whether it's been played mm. And so when they tell us oh we know they're lying because we know it's never been played. You know, and I'm like, yeah, you can do that with a YouTube clip. Like it lets you know how many times it's been viewed. Exactly. So if you sent it off and it was six views and they a week later, oh we saw it. No, you didn't. Yeah, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You know, and so it's it's that that lie is part of the problem. But also, and I was explaining it to her, I said, when I'm busy, I got, you know, anywhere from three to five, six auditions a week. Yeah. Times that times $75 a pop. Yeah. I said, and you do the math. I said, and I'm saying this as a working actor. i can't imagine people that are struggling to even be in this business that are fresh out of school or already living four five six to an apartment like it's it's just i'm like you guys you don't think about us in any capacity all you think about is your bottom line but you don't think about i said a self-tape isn't also something that's also possible for everybody some older actors live alone who yeah. are they supposed to get? I said, I can't rely on my roommate, my partner, my whatever, I can't, I can't go around their schedule. Or maybe I live in a busy, noisy apartment building or right on the street, and now I gotta wait for the train to stop, I gotta wait for the ambulance to come by, I gotta yeah. wait for, come on, you know, this isn't, it just isn't realistic it, long-term. It you know? all just feels like th- that this
0: is part of a larger issue. And I will say this as somebody who like my my, Great grandfather helped start, you know, mm. um, some of the first unions in Quebec. Like, and I'm, I understand mm. about like, um, you know, that there are cycles as far as, you know, uh, labor negotiations and, and you know, and labor movements and things. But it just feels right now that there it's this industry, they're so... It's so adversarial, mm-hmm. all the different mm-hmm. all the different parts, you know? And I just like, what? let's solve it, Marcy. What do you think we can do? Like, what do you think needs to happen as far as an attitude shift on multiple levels, you know, to get us to like, I don't know. I just, I'm worried that we're not gonna, we, you know, being all the different stakeholders in the industry mm-hmm. are not gonna solve things. And then, you know, audience habits are gonna move on to something else so we're not gonna get them back or something. Mm-hmm. I don't,
1: I... <laughs> I don't know this this corporate greed is it's obscene
0: yeah it's it's
1: obscene you know i don't i don't know it's evil it's obscene you know it's like i look at i think about as we're in on a strike now yeah you know um for something it's mind-boggling you know that these corporations would would, would put an entire industry t- to halt it yeah over three percent of record-breaking profits, yeah, you know it's it's obscene, and it's like you know what, no one's you know striking to be able to afford that third house in Malibu, you know, folks are striking to literally just keep food on the table, yeah, to literally not have to pick up a second or third job, yeah, you know, and and it's like and and to just look at you know uh, you know I've been watching what the writers have submitted. Uh, you know, so that, you know, as their demands and how, you know, some of them, they they don't even respond. Like, they don't even respond to it. And I'm like, how long are you going to stand here? How long are you going to, you know, with these, like, you literally, you you think about, you know, entities like Netflix who literally brag about Devil in Ohio, number one, you know, series for X amount of weeks in 21 countries.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm never going to see a dime of that extra. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm never going to, you know, I'll, I'll get my residuals five years down the road and god knows what they'll look like yeah. <laughs> you know
0: and I mean, sometimes people have been posting pictures of their checks where it's oh like it's a joke cents, oh once many many
1: times yeah. i'll get some of my residual checks and it's like the, the postage cost you more yeah like what this doesn't make any sense and and i look in now as as the dga is in in there now i mean the writers guild is in there now and then the dga goes in next and then sag goes in yeah i don't you know i i, I you know, admit to being very not, not knowledgeable enough, not as, and probably not as knowledgeable as I should be. Uh, you know, I don't understand. We're all kind of fighting for the same thing in many ways, you know, uh, more money, fair money, residuals, things like, why don't, like there's strength in numbers. Why don't we go in together? I don't understand. It's like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like yeah. literally everyone's waiting to see what happens with the writers and the directors will go in like,
0: couldn't they have gone in together? Yeah, especially because we all knew this was going we to all knew be this was coming, coming. we all know the, the contracts line, yeah. are
1: ending we all know what we're all almost everyone you know because i know that's one of the big to do's that the directors are going you know, residuals 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 oh, you yeah. know what's going on and how people's pay has gone down or has stayed stagnant but you know but your ceos are still making. Fifty million dollars a year, you're, yeah. you know, or a hundred million dollars a year, you know. I know, BB, it's obscene, isn't it?
0: It's really obscene. Don't cry. Oh, BB. it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay, Papa. I have faith. I don't know where my faith is coming <laughs> from there, but I've I don't gotta, know. I, mean, I just because, I wanted to
1: have faith for Bebe. Well, Like I was, I was, <laughs> I was trying to explain this, you know, to someone that's not in the business at all, you know, and I was like, I said, you got to know that. This industry is run by corporations like anybody else. Yeah. I said the, the 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 CEOs of these studios are no different than CEOs of Amazon or anything else that are trying to get away with with as much as they can get away with. Yeah, you know. And so as long as you know, there's like I said, there's numbers in solidarity. I said I think if we wanted to be safe, I, I think everything should shut down. You know, like yeah. like you know, even up here, you know, shut everything oh. down. You know, so that. Like I said, the only thing that keeps us powerless is when we don't fight together. Yeah, you know, and so it's like, but we're we're up here still shooting because we're out of the country, but it's still American productions. It's still, you know. Yeah. And I say this as someone who, you know, I I want to work like anybody else, but I understand long term. You know, what what is this? What is the long term of all of this? And if we give in now, that just makes it just empowers them to continue. You know this seen behavior. Right, B.B.? I
0: I agree with he you. He understands. He understands. I agree with you. Because like he knows crazy. his
1: kangaroo treats cost a lot of money. Yeah. And mama Can- can't yeah, afford them. Yeah, I noticed
0: them. that. Kangaroo treats.
1: You know what? Here's, here's something about this breed that I did not know. Um, I, I wasn't looking for him. So I wasn't looking for a Frenchie. He just... His dad happened to be that breed. His dad could have been a Chihuahua, you know, and it was what it was. So then after I get him, then I realize all the health issues and the sensitive Mm. stomach. And I did not know that they were the number one stolen breed in North America. Really? Yeah. And we've already had an attempt on him. Marcy. In kids.
0: Oh my goodness. In kids. That must have been super duper triggering as well. well. (laughs) Considering, considering what's happened to Minerva. Well, it, well, it's, it's just, it's, it's more
1: like, who does this? It's a dog. Yeah. It's a dog. I'm like, really? You know, but right now, um, I don't know whether, you know, rappers rapping about them or owning them have made them so crazy popular now. Mm-hmm. And so the, the prices that they're charging for them or that you can charge for them are just unrealistic. Yeah. But there's, they're, you know, Lady Gaga they shot her dog walker and stole her three Frenchies. Wow. Oh, I didn't realize that was yeah, were... they were Frenchies. Yeah, exactly. And so they're literally breaking into people's houses, oh you know, course. like even when you buy it, you know, from a breeder or whatever, they won't, often the breeder will meet you in a parking lot somewhere because they don't want you to know where they live because they're literally going to people's houses, breeders, and stealing pregnant mothers or stealing the puppies or stealing the stud. I had no idea. I didn't either. I learned this only after, BB almost, yeah. there was a, a little ring in Kits. I was in Gravity Pope shop. Uh, uh, my cousin had come to visit for New Year's. So in Kits t- Solano. In Kits. We're in the shoe store. We're wow. in the shoe store. To
0: listeners around the world, Kits is like, we're kind of like a hippie. <laughs> kind of like a yuppie hippie uh, mm-hmm. area. I would have not considered it a place where there would be um, a French bulldog, a theft ring.
1: Well, I don't know that happened. it's a French bulldog theft ring, but it's a, a a theft ring for dogs. Yeah. You know, and all I know is I was there. My cousin was sitting. BB was in her lap, and uh, BB, I see this guy. You know, when someone walks in, you see them, and something's off. Mm-hmm. You don't know. You don't know what it is. They didn't. They haven't done anything, they're just off. And, uh, and I sometimes said, watch him. So I'm watching, 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 and my cousin uh, is over across the the, the store, and, and we're in Gravity Pope, and they're a very dog-friendly place, so there's tons of dogs in there, yeah. you know? And so I'm watching him, and he's faux-shopping, mm. not really shopping, and I'm watching, I'm like, what is this? But I, but I notice he keeps looking at me, I'm like, what is he? He's looking at my dog. Mm. So he's circling looking 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 then he leaves he goes outside he whispers something and uh this woman who's standing out front whispers something in her the two of them come back in they're circling circling looking looking so eventually they approach and they're like oh your dogs so beautiful and he goes to try and pick him up not realizing he was leashed he said oh he's on a leash like yeah yeah he's on a leash you know and so then the woman approaches and she's like oh can i pick him up i'm like no you can pet him, but you can't pick him up.
0: Mm-hmm. And then they
1: leave. And then at this point, we were going to the other one in Gastown because they didn't have this my size there. And I said, give me the dog. So I've got the dog. So then this other guy walks in. Now, this guy is obviously sketchy. Circle, circle, circle. I guess he doesn't see an opportune time to snatch and run. So he, he leaves. And I said, come on, guys, let's go. So we leave. We walk out. I look down the street, I see all three of them. Mm. I'm like, I know, I'm like, I'm from the south side of Chicago. My head was born on a swivel. I, you know, you can just sense that shit, you know? And uh, and so as a, as a result from that experience that sent me home and on, and that's when I found out, oh, this dog catcher, I mean, this dog walker, that, that lady, lady Gaga's that was shot, I didn't know it was a French bulldog because I hadn't really paid, I heard the stories, but I hadn't yeah. paid much attention to the details. So then I, I go down this whole rabbit hole of, you know, it's all over Culver City at gunpoint, blah, 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 blah. And they're, you know, the husband and wife are crying cause they they've taken this man, their, their son, their, their poor doggie, you know? And um, I'm like, this is insane. And so it's just like, it makes me so nervous watching him or walking him. You know, like I'm grateful that we're here in Vancouver, which is less violent. But still, you know, I can't leave him in the car. Yeah. You know, I can't, you know, if, if he's with me, like, you know, and you gotta be careful. Like, I, I, I won't leave him in my backyard, you know, because I, I don't know that someone, and he's a super friendly dog, so he'll go to anybody. So trusting, yeah. And he's very trusting. He'll go to anybody. And so anyone could walk in my yard and just call him and he, he'd come right over he, and you could take him and nobody would be Ugh. able to stop him. You know, and so I'm like, this is, I'm, I'm just more, you're more of aware of it now. I'm more aware of it, but I'm also just shocked. I'm yeah. like, really, people? We're still in dogs now? You know, at gunpoint? Wow. You
0: know? Wow. Oh, baby. Baby, you just talk and
1: cry all you oh, want, okay? okay? We're just happy
0: you're here and right? that you're
1: okay. You know, and so yeah, so it's it's been interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Um The last time I saw you. Mm-hmm was
0: at the end of the summer of um what I call hashtag activism mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. and um you know the black instagram squares yeah, 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 yeah. And, oh, sh- and uh and uh and, and since that time mm-hmm. um I would argue mm-hmm. that uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the changes that that were supposed to be being made, uh, you know, it, as far as um, dismantling white supremacy in the industry. <laughs> 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 well, do I even have to finish what I'm saying? Because next. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking about that this morning as mm-hmm. I as I was rewatching Ricky's film Meditation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for for Black Women, um, which is just a what a, I mean, I, I love Ricky as a filmmaker mm-hmm. and like this one, I've, I don't th- I don't remember the last time I was like sitting with the film, breathing, inhaling and exhaling, you know, as the film was mm-hmm. ending. Like, I'm like, I'm breathing with mm-hmm. them on the on the
1: screen. Well, I got a shout out Crazy Eights, you know, because, you know, I, 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 I can't say that I'm super, super familiar with the festival. But I, the last time I'd gone to see some of their festival, it was years ago, years yeah. ago. And I just see the growth yeah. in the films like i i hadn't seen the, the films either but that night and so i'm watching them with the audience and you know i'm i'm you know a little biased because i'm i'm in meditation for black a little women. bit a little bit yeah but fine. also zip
0: yeah like but all first of time them. in the history of crazy eights that there was a, a standing, standing ovation old. yeah yeah um for our listeners who don't know crazy eights is this i mean it's a remarkable filmmaking mm-hmm. competition where hundreds of teams compete for for the opportunity mm-hmm. to create their film in these bonkers, mm-hmm. you know, conditions, you sh- you have three days to shoot and mm, five, five days, days for five post, days so, and that's it. that's it. And anybody who knows <laughs> anything about filmmaking, that is completely bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the kind of stuff that comes out, you know, it's it, and and what came out, especially, mm-hmm. uh, in you know, in this year and with Ruki's film, you know, especially is just just phenomenal. Um, but before we get more Into that film I'm, I'm just You know Because we last spoke about You know In September 2020 mm-hmm. uh, You know And we did talk about A little bit about You know The summer of Hashtag activism mm-hmm. um, And uh what what, have you have you noticed any changes at all you know as far as you know with regards to anti-racism and dismantling white supremacy you know or or do you feel like i kind of feel that a lot of um you know a a lot of the stakeholders have been like well we did the act we did the hashtag Mm -hmm. we did the square Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. can we just
1: keep going on with what we're doing and that's really in my opinion you know, I just said the the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm-hmm. I th- I think that sure, I think that even to the people, you know, the institutions that implement it, you know, some of the changes, some of the DEI, da 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 da. You know, <laughs> I, I think that everyone their intentions were real. But I don't I don't <laughs> think that the, even they understand what it really means to dismantle. Mm. You know, and, and, and what we're talking about is a switching of the guards, a, a, a sharing of wealth, a sharing. I remember when I first immigrated here. Bebe, sweetheart. I know he gets very upset about this. As a dog of color, he understands. Right? Tell him about to be,
0: Right? I know. I, I, I mean, I, I completely agree with you, Bibi. Ab- absolutely. Yes, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You know, and people it, will be willing to do the work as long... I mean, white, white people in positions of power mm-hmm. are willing to do the work as long as they don't have to sit
1: in discomfort, the, you know, and, and... And they feel like they've done... But we were also talking about, you know, reappropriating wealth mm. and power and things like that. And I don't really think even the ones that... That have the best of intentions really understand that that's what it's about. Yeah, you know, it's like you if if you really want. I remember when I first came to Canada and I first immigrated here and started going to see Canadian theater or even being in Canadian theater. And one of the first things um, I notice is um, the land acknowledgement. Mm. You know, we we're on the unceded territory of the Tsleil-Waututh, Squamish, and Musqueam people, yada, which is a beautiful thing. But I'm like. And that's it. I'm I'm confused. What's the point? Are Are they getting parts of the proceeds of this show? Or, you know, are do they get fifty percent or either a percentage? You know, of this theater company. You know, to 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 tell their stories. Like, how are we sharing this? Because this sounds like bullshit to me. You know, it's no, just we're, it's, we're paying the lip service. You're paying the lip service. You're putting a band aid on this <laughs> massive. It, you know, cannon shot. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, you are not sharing it. That's yeah. that's not what it is. You know, and I said, I don't. I'm like, I said, I'm not an indigenous person, so I don't know that I can speak to this. But I like BB. I am he's very passionate about. You know, I <laughs> I'm passionate about it about it as well, BB. And we do need to talk about it. You know, and so I'm like, if if we're not sharing these resources, what is the point of this acknowledgement? You know, if if the indigenous community doesn't have access to this theater, you know, as if they are part of running, then we're not sharing this. Yeah. I mean, do we do we need to redefine what sharing means? Yeah. You know, because if the one kid in the class has all the crayons, but he acknowledges that there are other people in the class that have that get used crayon, is he sharing though? The, we, we, the problem hasn't been solved. Yeah you know and so i look at the all of the edi stuff is kind of the same thing i think it was a great start i think it was a great start yeah but i don't think it's enough Mm -hmm. and i don't even think it comes even close to being enough you know and i don't think that anybody really wants to even go to the next level like some uh You know some abolitionism or something like that to get past the 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 verbal diarrhea and the written rhetoric rhetoric and oh let's do a couple of workshops and we'll we'll that doesn't solve the problem
0: yeah at the
1: end of the day your boards are still completely white Mm. your artistic directors are still completely white your associate directors are white every like it's like at the end of the day and and putting a white woman in there doesn't change anything yeah you know we're still exactly where we were you know and and you gave you know and i look at a lot of the projects that you know there was so much you know grateful to trudeau again for you know actually doing a lot to support the arts through what was a really really hard and painful period especially the theater community but i what i noticed is that a lot of the white actors got to use some of that money to do some of their passion projects Mm -hmm. and a lot of the actors of color got stuck doing duis so we had it was our job to tell the white institutions how racist they were right yeah we got paid to do that thank you i'll take your money but did we really actually do anything did we actually solve the problem did we actually do anything yeah you know and 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 are you really you know if, if everyone who was running the organization is still there when this is all said and done and the dynamics you know the breakdown you know of the organization hasn't changed x amount of years later we're still there what did we do we acknowledge yeah. that there's racism in this institution. We already knew that. That's yeah. why we were doing this. It's so cynical, but it's so it's so You know, but it's but it's the it's truth. So true, you know, yeah. it's the truth. It's like until you're willing to sit down and really have the hard conversations and shift the power. Yeah. You know, but it's like it's 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 so hard. You know, it's it's so hard when it's literally baked into the DNA. I look at Oregon Shakespeare Festival down in Ashland, yeah. Oregon. <laughs> and forgive me cuz i'm so bad with names but i forget the artistic director gosh oh, a black woman she's been there for about the past 4 years and she just resigned
0: mm.
1: part of the reason she design, resigned is because of all the racism within Ashland within the institution how it was hard for her to operate any black actor that has ever worked down there and pl- trust me i know plenty of them yeah. you know or black theater practitioner you know you don't Ashland you know even the cops harass you You know, Lynn Nottage was harassed while she was uh, workshopping and creating Sweat at Oregon. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, and sometimes it's like we 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 can't forget who the populace is Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Because sometimes, even when you put that person of color, that is always overqualified, even more qualified. Oftentimes, than the the white person that they replaced, you still have to deal with an inherently racist subscription base, mm. an inherently racist community. Yeah, you know, an inherently racist. It's like, I think what one thing that we miss in this whole deal, like I'm talking about theater in particular. I think about theater companies in particular, theater companies in very conservative white towns that all of a sudden want to get a little progressive and do some Black shows. Mm-hmm. And, but not taking into consideration the audience that they have and, and not taking into consideration how, you know, it's, it's like, if you're dealing with an audience that has only seen Black people in subservient roles, it's it's part of the well one of the reasons they've only seen black people in subservient roles is because that's all you've ever programmed yeah so you, now you have a job to depro not only to enlighten them and move them forward progressively but to deprogramming all the programming program. you've done so it's like it's not entirely their fault it's partly your fault yeah you know when you kept keeping you know these types of plays these types of plays there's tons of plays out there if you want to be diverse yeah. You know, if you really want to have a different conversation. And every Black play you do doesn't have to be about race. Yeah, you know?
0: it, I mean because people contain multitudes, right? <laughs> exactly. It could be know? about. It could be a romantic
1: comedy. It exactly. could be a mystery.
0: It could be. It, it, there's
1: there's many 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 things it can be. Yeah, you know. And so, but when you train your audience, and, and what I don't think most theater companies understand that they're doing, it's like, but every time you show a black man as a butler and a white woman as a maid, and that's all you ever show, mm. then that's all they expect, and and anything else is a little jarring and odd and it only yeah. feeds and why into... are you jamming this down our throat? exactly you know yeah. and so they're comfortable there because that's all they've ever seen yeah you know and we can i don't know that we can get into well that's their fault fo- at the end of the day most people regardless of race regardless we're, we're lazy we're not going to do more than we have to do mm. and and we're subconsciously fed by the media anyway. And so we're we're not even necessarily looking for anything. It's it's going to be given to us. So how do we change the narrative? Well, we've got to change the narrative by allowing uh, more stories of color to be t- to, to be told, but also educating our audiences because you've already educated them in one direction. Now you've got to educate them in the other direction so that we're all growing, you know, in both ways. And and also you know, and also being a little. And it's also hard because a, a many many institutions have don't have a relationship with communities of color. Yeah. You know what about? Yeah. That? Um
0: I want to talk a bit about uh, the experience of uh, making meditation for Black women, mm-hmm. um, because one of the the last I think it's the last shot that we see mm-hmm. is just a stage just filled, mm-hmm. you know, with Black people of all ages, you know, breathing. Like, know tell, so happening. tell me what that was like, especially here in well here in Vancouver, Vancouver.
1: here in Vancouver where. I rarely get to work with black people, honestly. Yeah. Very, very rare. You know, I, I get a, a bigger opportunity to work with black people on stage yeah. than, than ever in film and television. I'm, I'm almost, whenever I'm booked on something, I'm almost always the only black person or, or one or two of us. And it's also very rare that we're in a scene together. You know, even if we're in the film together, you know, we're not together you know and so to to i remember that night that that was our last night of shooting and um i'd been in like the holding area most of the evening and so i wasn't even really a, 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 i wasn't even sure of what that sh- last shot was going to look like you know but we're in the studio over at bridge studio which was so awesome that she had that space and and everyone's coming in for that last shot and then it just the room just kept growing and growing and yeah. growing. And i'm like oh my god there's babies there's, there's very babies old people and, was... and, and, and everyone is just and, and everyone's not an actor right so everyone's yeah. just themselves and the babies were all oh, they were so much yeah. energy and and they couldn't stop smiling and laughing and 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 uh and and, and it was really beautiful to watch rakia working with the young people and how patient she was but she, she's also a mom but you know and, and but it was. I will tell you from experience, though, being a mom Uh does not make you patient with (laughs) kids. But it makes you, it, it, it doesn't make you patient, but it makes you a bit more patient and a bit more understanding of, of how they react in large crowds oh, and, and when yes. they're overstimulated yeah. and how to get them to calm down and all that kind of stuff. Is even, I know I'm even overstimulating even, your dog even, right now. Even this one, even this one, <laughs> right?
0: You know. Bye, baby. Right, bye, bye. I, was, I mm-hmm. loved when you were chewing my arm. That was okay. <laughs> you
1: know, and so... I'm surprised he doesn't sleep. You know he sleeps right yeah. now. Yeah, only- I,
0: I think though, because my it's- my office has been described as like I think Karen Lamb recently described it mm-hmm. as like um like an adult like playland because mm-hmm. of all of the just like the color, the stimulation, the mm-hmm. toys. And I noticed though he's been looking at my um Little my ponies. my 1980s My Little Pony on the other side of the glass and been like, oh, yeah. I like, want like, that, I want that. that. <laughs> Can I have that.
1: I want the My Little Pony. <laughs> Looks like Hedgehog, huh? <laughs> yeah.
0: And then, but so then you all like to breathe together and stuff. Like, was that as powerful to, to film as it was to, for me it, as an audience member to watch?
1: It was, it was powerful. You know, I mean, because like I said, for me, it was like just to be on set, you know, with, with this massive, you know, group of black people in Vancouver on a Vancouver stage. was like, mm. am I dreaming? P- pinch me, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and it was just, you know, she set such a great tone and, and all of the producers, everyone involved, just really good people. And, and a lot of the people working uh, production from cinematography I, I'd worked with on various projects, so it was, right. was kind of like family. You know, it was like everybody. You know, so many people that I already knew, and then Rikia's like a sister to me, and and I know her kids, and they were there, and mm. and it was just it was really just a really great shoot. Yeah. Um, but to be on that set was just it was like, you know, finally. <laughs> Now, yeah. that's kind of what came to mind for me. It was like, just finally to, to be there, you know, and to have this experience. Like sometimes I feel, you know, as an American, you know, I'm, I'm Canadian and American, but I'm American born. And oftentimes I find that I miss out on so much of black Hollywood, mm. you know, it's, 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 we don't get as much of it here. I know it's rough. Um, Literally, I mean, that, that's, that's stop it. that is what he said. It is rough. It's rough. That's what he says. He says it's rough. Yes, Ruff. So he say, he say it's rough, Ruff, you know. Rough. <laughs> I'm a fan, baby. We're all fans. <laughs> and uh, and and so, it, so it's nice to to on the rare occasion that I get that, like when I was shooting Mahalia or mm-hmm. the Kamaya Mobley story with Nisi Nash, or you know, on the occasion that I get to do a black production, like. <gasps> like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. So this was the first time I got to do it on a Canadian scale. So that yeah. was like, oh, this is wicked and it was just it was just warm. It was just warm. It was just so nice to see even to just meet a bunch of folks in town that I've never met, yeah. you know, and just just to have them and all of us, you know, working towards one goal and it was just fun. It was a, you know, I I I I hope that there are much many more experiences yeah. uh, for actors of color in town because I don't I don't think that and a joyful one, too, right? A joyful one. Because joy
0: was, I mean, it's, I mean, yes, there's a heaviness there. Yeah, but in the um, end, he didn't
1: die, you exact- know, which and is it was great.
0: There was, there was joy was mm-hmm. such an important part mm-hmm, of it. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was, I I, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I felt just grateful
1: mm-hmm, <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to have the opportunity to watch it and just breathe with everybody. And just breathe. And, yeah. and so it was, you know, and I felt very honored. And thank you, Rakia, for just, she was like, oh, I got this. And, and make sure you're not shooting in marches. We're going to shoot in marches. Da-da-da-da-da. I'm like okay you know okay and uh and and then to actually you know um to get for her film to be chosen and to make it into the festival and then like i said and then to see the six films and i'm like wow okay vancouver okay okay all right you know i'm like let's let's do this you know let's stop continuing to be okay and accepting our you know kind of Cho- selected fate for us that we're some kind of you know service industry. Well, we got a lot of really great storytellers yes. here. You know, we got a lot of really great talent. You know, and 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 so many people you know outside of Vancouver like they don't even understand. I'm like, like how many actors do we have in town that have a hundred plus credits? Mm-hmm. You know, and you can look at some of your biggest Hollywood names, and they don't have those kind yeah. of credits. You know, it's like we don't give ourselves the pat on our back that I think we deserve. You know, we work more than most actors. Like this is one of the, the actors that work in this town are some of the busiest actors on the planet, you yeah. know? And I don't think we, we, we're so desperate to run down to LA and get that dream. And I get it, I get it. You know, sometimes that money alone. Hey you, what's going on? can we chill out? You know, and um, sometimes we, we don't appreciate what we have right yeah. here. You know, so I think like so that was partly a, an appreciation project, you know, to yeah. appreciate the filmmakers right here, the actors, directors, and such right here, and so it was it was a really fun project to be a part of. Yeah.
0: Hi, baby.
1: Hi, papa. Well oh, baby. Well, we
0: are coming to the end of our of our time together. And mm. what I love about this conversation mm-hmm. because of the dog, mm-hmm. you know, and running all over, this has been, I think, <laughs> one of the, the few conversations that feels like an organic conversation right. and not like an interview. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, and I love it. I love it. So I want to end with kind of like looking, because we've looked at the last three years and I hope I see you mm-hmm. um, over the next three years and I get to watch BB grow oh. and all of it. Mm-hmm. However, you know, when you come back three years from now, you know, like what are what are some of the the dreams that you have for the next the next three? Well, years? in
1: in in within the next three years, I will come back as a full fledged producer. <gasps> uh, I'm producing now. I actually have two projects in development with Hallmark Mahogany. Uh, wow. and So uh, those we've got a, a Christmas movie uh, that we're working on, and a seasonal uh, rom com, uh, and uh, and other projects that I've been developing. Uh, I've got my own. Um, production company now, Robichaux Park, Inc. Uh, Robichaux Park, I literally grew up uh, in front of a park, like literally across the street mm. called Robichaux Park. And for me, that's where everything started. I got my first acting class there, my first sports team, I did my first play there, I did. So that was the foundation of every you know, acting chop, you know, chop I have in my body was started mm. there. And so wow. that it made sense that that would be the name of my production company. And so it's like, it's crazy, because now I have a slate like i have a slate of all wow. these amazing projects some of them i developed literally in grad school you know that are just as relevant today you know and i'm shopping projects i'm pitching them like i just did a massive pitch to eight senior vice presidents of a network you know and i pitched them like six projects like like it's it's been amazing you know and so that when we talk wow, again well, I see.
0: That's a, that is <laughs> i'm
1: i'm i'm hoping to have those projects in the can yeah. you know because right now we're just in development we're still just pitch taking them out and pitching them everything from feature films to series limited series i've got um ips uh three ips now uh, one of them being sisters in arms and sisters in arms is uh it is uh, a book written um about uh, the only black female regiment in World War II, the 6888. Uh, And so it's crazy, because I've been chasing it. That is a
0: story I didn't even know. Exactly. That is a
1: story that needs to be told. Well, well, here's what's crazy, good and bad. So, I'd been chasing the author, uh, Kier Alderson, for a minute. And so, by the time we were finally at the point of getting ready to sign, then Netflix announces Tyler Perry writes, directs, and produces The Six Triple H, starring Kerry Washington, Oprah Winfrey, Susan Sarandon, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, but it's fine. Yeah. It's fine because that's like saying there's only one film or one story about Vietnam. Like, this yeah. is World War II. So it's like, and what I want to do with this book isn't a feature film, it's a limited series, yeah. you know, kind of Devil in Ohio ish. Uh, and so, I, and what I do think, I'm like, you know what? No, because now you're bringing exposure to something most people don't even know anything about. You know, so I'm super excited about that. So we're, we're shopping that right now. And then I've got another, I've got a, an IP for a Christmas story called A Christmas Prayer by this really wonderful best-selling New York author, um, uh, Kimberly, Kimberla uh, Roby, Lawson Roby, uh, which is a beautiful story of a woman who can't seem to enjoy Christmas anymore because she's lost her mom. And that was her mom's holiday. And so it's about her journey to find her joy of Christmas again, as she's, you know, because she's got this great career and perfect husband, but a bit of family trauma like everybody else does, and yeah. the other things that are going on. and And so she's just trying to find her way back to Christmas. And so yeah. you watch that journey. Uh, and then another one, I have a murder mystery series uh, called the Lizzie Stewart's um, Mysteries. And it's kind of if uh, how to get Away with Murder Met. Uh, Angelo Lansbury, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what? I, wow. Okay, i yes. didn't actually need to sit with that okay. one first. How <laughs> to get away with <laughs> murder,
0: but goes to <laughs> Cabot Cove. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know.
1: Uh, and so, yeah. So, so you know, trying to get those projects out there, and and just learning and growing because you know I've produced theater before. In theater is very different because everyone's together from the beginning to the end, right? Yeah. But in film and television, A, everyone works in silos. Yeah. And then as an actor, I don't know anything about that project until I got those sides, yeah. you know? And so I don't know all the trajectory, all the history, how, you know, from who created this, who wrote this, blah, 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 blah. And and so, you know, learning on the job and taking, you know, workshops and, and even considering. I think with your
0: background, though, as an architect, too, like, you know, it's looking how everything mm-hmm. comes together, considering exactly. the
1: picture and stuff. Like, I exactly. would think that you'd be very well. Well, I, I do understand it because I'm a big picture person. Yeah. you know, Everyone, everyone always, says, oh, Mars, I know you're going to direct. I'm like, mm, that's not my. Thing I'm, I'm bigger. I'm pull out, yeah. pull out. You know, I'm like I'm bigger than that. I'm like I'll find the good director with the good writer and the great cast You'll and put them put all together. Put them all together. Yeah. You know, and so now I'm I'm hoping and hopeful that by the time we meet again, yeah. something will be in the can. And I'm like, oh well, now I've got so and so and blah, blah 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 So that's what I. That of my. I my can't goals. wait. And I was also thinking while you're talking,
0: like she's gonna have a different onesie for each one of those each projects. One. Yeah. Which one will have yeah. their own onesie? Have you done a red carpet onesie? You have done a red carpet. onesie. I did. did I did a red
1: carpet onesie in Calgary. That was like my first red carpet ever, yeah. like ever. And I like I've yeah, I've never been a big fan. BB neither. We've never been a big fan of uh of uh of 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 that part of the game. Like yeah. I understand it's a necessary evil. I get it. You know. Um. But I'm 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 for things like that i'm actually a lot shyer than people would think yeah you know it's not my thing you know i mean as somebody who who has hosted red carpet Mm -hmm. specials Mm -hmm. a couple of them from my
0: house over zoom Mm -hmm. but also like it's but also you know at the ubcp awards or at the leos like you know to do those like you know two minute interviews and Mm -hmm. stuff Mm -hmm. and it's hard especially if you're not the kind of person who can talk in sound bites Mm -hmm. or you know it's it's
1: yeah it's It's, uh, and a lot of people i mean most people mm -hmm. like that's a well for me it's also it's like it's not about the work yeah that's not the that's not the work i'm interested in so yeah. for that part I, I tend to stay away from it but my team has been on me for a while like you know what you know especially as your projects continue to get bigger and and i know you want bigger projects and different opportunities and, and access and you kind of got to do it
0: yeah and you got to where i was and i get and i'm
1: like <laughs> okay so the first one was for tribal because we premiered that season at the uh calgary film festival
0: yeah and so
1: i said okay fine so uh, i was like oh I'm gonna do a onesie.
0: Amazing. <laughs> I, I <laughs> no. wish I'd remembered that when I was writing the intro because I would have put that in there. But yes, no, I, <laughs> I I remember thinking like that is the, I mean, I love dressing up and whatever, but the way to, that, what a way to dress up and be comfortable in an
1: uncomfortable situation. In an uncomfortable situation. And, um, and, and it's, you know what, it's, it, but I've, I've, I've found a new joy uh, in in the red carpet, you know yeah. now I now I actually enjoy it. I've got a really amazing stylist, and um, I uh, so now I enjoy it. She helps me enjoy it because she's phenomenal, and so she styles me for everything. So fantastic! So.
0: <laughs> and of course, you have to get BB styled for a red carpet oh, BB, as well. It, you-
1: We've already got BB's first sweater. (laughs) We've already got it. It's just a matter of him getting through obedience school and being mature enough to walk the red carpet. I think he did great for today. He did. He did great for today. Now he's doing his yoga. (laughs) He's doing the yoga. Doing the yoga. You know, and um, which he doesn't allow me to do at home unless he can join me on the mat, like he's. (laughs) (laughs) and so but um
0: yeah so you know i honestly he needs to like i I know that he's on instagram Mm -hmm. but like he needs a tiktok you know because then they can make it over to reels and then you know like but videos like this is a dog this dog should be in pictures
1: i agree (laughs) don't you think so bb don't you think so?
0: BB's like, look, I've been a really good dog. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Marcy Tea House. Where can our fans find you, follow you, celebrate you, and BB on uh, social media? Well, of
1: course, I'm on, I'm on the gram, I'm on the tweets, I'm on the Facebook. I'm not on the talk of tickness. Uh BB is also on the gram. Yeah. Uh that's a good follow. He's it, a good to follow. It's and um <laughs> and and so in upcoming next I've got the um real love with um <laughs> real love. I what is it? I'm searching for real love. love. Yes, that's <laughs> coming out in June, June 10th, 15th, something like that. I'm I'm not sure. Uh, and then I've got Monster High Two coming out later this year. Yay! And uh, that's about it for now. yeah, well, I, I start I'm getting ready to start another project uh, next week, but uh, <gasps> right, BB. We're going to Victoria. Yeah, gonna get on a ferry for the first time, right, Papa? That's right.
0: Well, and then you can follow Bibi the French Bulldog um, and for photos of Bibi <laughs> on, on a ferry. the fair and, and, and living his best life. Thank you, Marcy. Thank you. It was right. fantastic. Always a pleasure. So fun. <laughs> All right, listeners, thank you for joining me and Mercy and BV today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Please like, subscribe, leave us a review if you're so inclined. They help us find even more listeners. And you know what? We can keep having more conversations like the one that we had today. Mm -hmm. And I know we all like hanging out with each other
1: all day every
0: day I, I love our, my parasocial relationships okay. so <laughs> find us at Scene.com. follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Mastodon and I'm not on TikTok because my daughter won't let me Good but enough. you know maybe one day at Scene and at Sabrina Armpf. The Scene podcast is hosted and executive produced by me Sabrina Mera Firminger and it's edited by Simon Firminger thank you so much Simon you really are a godsend special thanks to Mariana Firminger for recording our Patreon ad to Paul Firminger for technical support and to Dane not Furminger Devoli, but you know what Dane you are a Furminger to me thank you for the original music <laughs> why bear screen scene is a division wait do you want to do the end do you want to do the end baby okay why screen scene is a division of fish flight entertainment join us next time for another deep dive into Vancouver's dynamic film and television scene alright baby you ready woof woof, woof. I'm just licking my foot. All right. Okay.
1: And <laughs> cut. Oh, baby. Oh, baby.
0: Hey, filmmakers. Did you know that you can hire top quality, experienced, and professional actors for your films? If you're producing a student film for course credits, working on a web series, a short or a feature film, you can afford to have some of the best talent in the business in your production. How, you ask? Well, UBCP Actra has an ultra-low-budget program, which offers a range of options that cover everything from student films to productions with a $300,000 budget. There is a ULB program that will meet your needs, regardless of your budget. To learn more, visit ubcpactra.ca and look for ultra-low-budget programs, or email ulbprogram at ubcpactra.ca. Now is the time to jumpstart your dream for the screen.